Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host Megan O'Donnell and today's episode is the second installment of the Mommy Dearest series that I created with the one and only Cara Barry from Everyone's Business But Mine. In this series, we break down the loving and dysfunctional relationships of our favorite mommy-daughter duos on Bravo. If you haven't heard part one of our series, it's all about Deandra and Dee Simmons from the Raw Housewives of Dallas, uh, go over to Kara's show and check it out there. I'll also link to the episode in the show notes of this show for, you know, easy access. And not only is Kara here, but this month's episode is extra special because we have Monty Marcus from Mixing with Monty as our special guest to discuss the dysfunctional, which this one, you can't even start with loving, dysfunctional and loving (laughs) mother-daughter relationship between Candace and Dorothy Dillard from the Real Housewives of Potomac. Welcome, ladies. Uh, I'm so excited. I have my tissues um, just like pressed into both of my tear ducts and my eyes already. Folded into little diamonds. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so excited to talk about them. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. This is an absolute pleasure because one, we have Potomac coming back in a few weeks, which it felt really good to do a rewatch. I feel like this is not a show I would necessarily go back to do a rewatch on, but it was really refreshing. Not it's, your average Roni girls just getting drunk on another island. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it was definitely worth the rewatch or the watch because I think a lot of people have not even watched the series. This season five is going to be explosive. Yeah, I'm really excited that people are finally getting on it. I'm trying not to be too picky, but I am seeing a lot of people who are like, oh my god I just watched season three and you were so right and I'm like you do now the show's been on for quite a many year now and (laughs) you it's been avails it's been avails to us for a long time and we've been saying everyone's been saying you need to watch and it's like I think people are realizing in this quarantine time when there's nothing else to watch that not only was this a like a good option if you're bored it's just a better option almost period Definitely in comparison to like a bunch of other Housewives franchises, like these women just bring one, just a different crop of women. They all do different things. There's a lot more pageant stuff, which also is really fun. And I forgot that Candace was, what was he, Miss United States. And as I was like watching it, it was reminding me of the Kenya Moore discussion. I can't remember who called her like Miss America and it was like such a big thing. Like what's the difference? Does one have like a talent competition and the other is just bikini stuff? Like I feel like there's like a big divide between the two that I just can't seem to put my finger on. Oh my God. Did you ever see the Watch What Happens Live episode with Ashley and Candace? They were both on it and he asked who has the higher um, crown, like who has the higher title and the answer was Ashley because she's a nationally syndicated pageant even though her title was just Miss DC oh that must have broke Candace's heart oh yeah that was hard (laughs) and (laughs) it it was hard for her and she goes well I did win the whole thing she goes and Ashley goes well I mean yours is it's not like Miss United States is like not a thing because it's not the same as Miss USA that's different 
And Miss America is also different. And Ashley was like Miss DC in like Miss America, which is the big one. Yeah, it's it, pageant. The pageant world is one of those things that's like deeply important to you if you're in the pageant world and not <laughs> to anybody else. I mean, like, yeah. that's nice. Sounds you put right. it on a resume when you go in and try to inevitably get a job. <laughs> right, exactly. I, uh, this was such a treat. So, yeah, you're right. We're introduced to Candace in season three. And she came through Ashley because they were both like two pageant girls. But we find that like very quickly, she and Monique, uh, Candace and Monique form a very close bond. They have a lot of things in common. And that goes in the shitter pretty quickly. But in the beginning, it it went well. Well, yeah, they were both like (laughs) at that one event and they were just like scream talking at each other. And immediately you could kind of tell two girls on a housewife show getting off so quickly. Like this is going to combust. Exactly. Very quickly. And then you kind of watched it happen. Or even Monique was like, she was screaming and I was screaming. And then all of a sudden I was like, I might just punch you in the face. <laughs> or like there was like a moment where she was like, this could actually end up leaving me in jail, which I mean, fast forward a couple of years. <laughs> there's just legal issues, legal drama, Yikes. which we'll be getting in this current season. But Yeah, at that event, it's definitely, like, look at my other pageant friend, and we just get, like, the initial glimpses of Candace, like, holding notes too long and being really extra, and then we are definitely introduced to the concept of her mother. Okay, she's getting married, she's a pageant girl and has a hair care line, and then I think her mom would be, like, 70% of her (laughs) storylines. Yeah, yeah, big time. Wow. I mean... Just to, I think she's probably the one housewife that I can think of off the bat that is like really, like even more so than D&D Andrew was like really financially dependent on her mom. And she seemed really proud of it. And I think like as the show goes on, it, we really see like the very deep chasms of how dysfunctional their relationship is. Absolutely. And I also find it very interesting because it's, it's like every housewife franchise needs a a a relationship like a mother-daughter relationship they need that really that push that push and pull between the two and we get them on pretty much every uh, franchise but it made me feel really weird because we get it with Candace but we already had it with Ashley we already had the storyline of Ashley taking care of her mother, which I thought was a really interesting dynamic because we've already seen the Tinsley and Dale and the trust fund kid before. We've already seen, you know, uh, the D and Deandra, you know, before. So now to see someone who her and her husband are taking care of her mom, it was very interesting to see them put on another housewife who is being taken care of by her mom. And I was like, do we need both? And I almost forgot completely that Ashley's mom was so involved in the show because Dorothy really came in like a wrecking ball. Completely. And also, Dorothy just has, like, a certain power over Candace that I think kind of, like, reigns supreme, where Michael has the power in that trio, whereas, like, Candace, who, you know, is 30-something years old when she gets on the show, she is engaged to Chris, who is a restaurateur, but by no means loaded. And they live in the house that her mom bought for them, their co-owners, which it's like, she's like, my name's on the house too. It's like, well, that was a really nice thing your mom did for you. But like, yeah, I, I don't think like you were putting down rent payments or like putting down the down payment. So the two of them live in the house. And I think the mom has like the basement, AKA the diva den where she can go whenever she wants. So it's, again, like another level of control where it's not only do I pay your mortgage for you and your grown-ass husband, who I believe is 10 years older than her, so I pay for this, I can come whenever I want, and when I do come, I'm going to terrorize the two of you. Like every step of the way, it's like, oh my god, there's just so many kind of like traps, and Candace like is kind of a sweetheart and just like falls for all the traps because, you know, you're not inherently you don't think your mom is gonna like have your worst interests at heart but I think like Candace's mom kind of does for someone who is like a psychologist and like paid to help people I think she actively isn't really helping Candace and 
Yeah, no, that's a lot. Like Her profession gets me every time. I'm almost just like, it's flabbergasting to be like, you, I don't think you want to be on TV at all if you are also a medical professional. Like, I love Married to Medicine, but I would have a very hard time with my OBGYN being on TV, especially if she wanted me to be on it too. <laughs> I'd be like, um, um, no, I don't know if I want that. Because I really want to know that you're just more busy with me and my lab results and things. But to be a psychiatrist or a psychologist, and to be on TV, everyone is going to be watching your every move and behavior. And it's it really says something that the most emotionally unbalanced person on the cast is your daughter and you are a psychologist. Yeah. And the way she acts out and lashes out at people is so telling to me because it's like, not to be like a psychologist about it all, but it's like she... <sighs> there's something there it's like she doesn't have control in her relationship with her mother so she's like overly aggressive in how she acts towards other people when she feels attacked or criticized in any sort of way and it's telling but also i just want to say that i did a google search and there's a lot of questions about what exactly her mom does I believe she actually is a psychotherapist, which does not require a doctorate. Um, it doesn't make me feel much better. I'm I know, sorry. I'm like, oh God. I'm still like, so people are still requesting your help with their problems, and here you are starting them. <laughs> exactly. And I also looked up the reviews on her on her um, psychotherapy office. Not good, Ooh. guys. Not great. Um, apparently, the front of the house the people are very unprofessional. They Nobody answers the phone. Um, people <laughs> are not getting their prescriptions. They're not getting correct prescriptions for medication. Um, the people are rude. Uh, there was one that said that they were in a therapy session and the therapist fell asleep and kept falling asleep. Oh, God. <laughs> so I just have a lot of questions about... All I feel like it. some of those are like from Candace. She wrote like, this doctor <laughs> accidentally smacked me in the face with a purse at a party. <laughs> he wiped off my makeup. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So funny. Oh my goodness. So a lot of the plot points in season three were them planning this big wedding. So the whole point, uh, I mean the whole point of the wedding was to spend money. That's like I, I these grandiose weddings just kill me when you think of like um, people not earning any money for themselves. So her mom is willing to initially give a hundred grand for the wedding. Her father, who was separated from the mom when she was a kid, said he was going to give twenty thousand, and her and Chris are going to put twenty thousand in. So we see the mom holding all this money over her head the entire time, and really trying to make this wedding about her. And I forgot how hilarious it was to watch them trying on wedding dresses where Candace was like I would like a ball gown and this and this and this and her mom just refuses to let her try any other dresses on and she's like trying these dresses her mom's making her try on and she's crying I'm like like at a certain point like you need to say like mom this isn't your wedding you can't I'm not wearing lace and that's that and I feel like because she keeps crying like the mom might think like, oh, if, if I just keep going, maybe she'll just give in to me. And that's sick. Yeah, there's this weird like weaponization of Candace's tears. <laughs> that never Dude, really that could be on a t-shirt. <laughs> right. <laughs> Candace's tears. It never seems to really work for her. Um gosh, yeah, that whole scene was so unwell. They wanted completely different things. I've never understood a mom being so like overly involved in the things about the wedding that don't matter to her specifically. Like, okay, if you want to like have a, an argument about the food, fine. But you're talking about her dress and how you want her to wear a form-fitting dress. And it's like, you're not wearing this dress, Dorothy, ma'am. So who cares? Like, why do you need to see your daughter shape on her wedding? Like, why does it matter to you <laughs> I feel like Dorothy and what is this need for control that her mom has for her like so badly it's not even as like a mother like nothing about this is healthy it seems that 
you would know a little better if you had any kind of background in psychology, psychotherapy, whatever. But in general, it's almost like Dorothy's, her, she feels her role in her daughter's life is to control her daughter. And it's like, so what are you, are you afraid that she's going to like, is she's a danger to herself that she can't make good decisions? Because it seems like Dorothy's mind is already made up that Candace can't handle Candace. That, even down to the, the little tiny details about her wedding. And it makes zero sense to me because what, I get mothers can be very overbearing when it comes to planning a wedding. They can have a lot of opinions, but Dorothy doesn't really have it as an opinion. In her mind, this is her event, but you're not the one walking down the aisle. So you don't even care what your daughter wants at all. At the very least, if you're paying for everything, that's one thing. But at the very least, the girl can choose her own damn dress. She can at least like the dress she's going to walk down the aisle in. That seems right. fair. And thank God she chose a dress with like 40 pounds of ball gown. Oh my around. God. So like many you, pearls. You don't see any. And those big chunky pearl straps. <laughs> just were, That was a look. Ugh. But I think her yeah. mom really thinks she knows best. So they discussed throughout the show that Candace's dad left the family and was chasing other women and like left the mom and so i i think the way we kind of see it played out between the parents is that they were kind of going head to head they both had great careers they both were doctors both had money we see here like the mom's willing to give a hundred grand the dad's not and she was like my mom is gonna make this into a competition i feel like candace I feel like Dorothy has kind of made Candace like brainwashed to feel like she should be so grateful that the mom would do all of this stuff for her and that the dad left and the dad didn't do all of these things for her. So like you should be grateful and you should listen to me because I know what's best because I never left you. Like I feel like there's a competition between the parents and Dorothy's way of making Candace love her potentially more than the dad who hurt them both mainly the mom is her strategy for sure like it's very like I wonder if behind the scenes or if growing up like Candace really wanted to have a relationship with her father and that made Dorothy really resentful of Candace because we do see snippets of Candace's little sister every now and again on the show and it doesn't seem like Candace and her no, excuse me, Dorothy and the other daughter have that, like, contentious, weird relationship. Like, it's very specific to Candace. Yeah, and you kind of see mm -hmm. her, like, being willing to stand up to the mom and being like, what are you talking about? Like, you're ridiculous. <laughs> Where Candace is just, like, um, like, all of a sudden you see, like, a magic pocket square coming out. Or she's <laughs> not even saying anything sad, and you just see it immediately coming out. You're like, what did she even say to you? I can, I mean, as a kid of divorce, like my parents were divorced and my parents had a very wild, you know, post-marital relationship where they weren't the best fans of each other. And my mom also kind of liked to give that, uh, that guilt trip of like, well, at least I'm here, I'm this, I'm that. And I used to be like, okay, it, it comes like to a point of like brainwashing. You tend to just believe like you have to be up most loyal to the person who's taking care of you but then I wish people would just know this is like psych 101 the kid is always going to want a relationship with the parent they can't have period they can literally know the person is trash they could be a garbage bag of a human and it will still never stop them from like if the person comes up they may be like they may be mad about it but they'll be open to talking or yelling they might want to say things off the chest because they don't get that option usually so they would like that and it comes up to the other parent who's like i'm the one who's here why would you do this to me and that's what i get that vibe from dorothy that she thinks everything candace does is against dorothy but it's just for it's for candace and sometimes that's hard for the caretaking parent to understand is that it's not against you it's a choice that that child is making for themselves the problem that it is, is that though that's true, it's being done with a therapist. <laughs> so this is like, this is what I got from my therapist. My therapist explained <laughs> this to me. So it's really not rocket science. It's just, I understand that it's harder to digest when it's, in, when it's your life, like when it's you in front of them. So to that, I would ask Dorothy, so who's your therapist? Because you need to be in therapy. Completely. 
Dorothy's therapist is Dorothy, and that's yeah. and that's not good. That's not how's that going for you? <laughs> but I don't even know if she would think it's like bad going badly for her. Like I feel like she doesn't see error in her ways. And probably if your daughter is crying every fifteen minutes that she's on camera with you, like she's not crying in a regular life, but she's crying every time she's in your presence. It's going bad. It's going yeah. bad. <laughs> completely uh well this is such a treat to talk about <laughs> honestly time of my life can I, I say something like really random and yet fun of course please <laughs> i watched the house hunters episode this week with a um a lovely young girl named Janique, and she moved into the same neighborhood as candace i noticed it immediately i saw oh that on here what neighborhood does she live in so candace lives outside like right outside of dc on the potomac river um in maryland it's in national harbor maryland they've literally had the entire area rezoned and rezip coded because what it was before was not the best of connotations but basically uh mgm the casino and gaylord like the resort and like the wyndham resort they all decided to invest in this area and they came and decided to build this like major pavilion because it's on the water so it was really good real estate so it's called national harbor um, and it's just, it has like a big Ferris wheel and lots of shops, a lot of black owned businesses, um, a lot of, like, they, they've done redevelopment very well for that area instead of gentrification. And then they decided that they were going to throw up some six to 700 to a million you know, dollar townhouses up there. And no one's really saw the uh, value in them unless they are out of town. Um, I will say that everybody who's from here is like, girl, you must be lying if you think I'm going to pay $750,000 to move to this side of the Beltway because essentially the, the neighboring city is Virginia, Alexandria, Virginia, which is a much, it's a sleepier town. That's where Chris's restaurant is, or well, the restaurant he manages. Um, it's the, that's where his restaurant is. And it's like right next door and it's still a little bit more preferred, but you know, Candace lives in this beautiful townhome that is new, but it was never quite seen to be of the best value yet. It hasn't seemed to be that potential to where you're gonna get that much more for your investment yet. And so it, it just made me laugh. I put it on my stories because this 27 year old girl, like I'm not here to compare people's dollars, but this 27 year old girl bought it by herself and Candace needed her mommy. I'm just saying. <laughs> Her mommy and her brown dick. Yeah. <laughs> her mommy, her husband, like this girl's living there by herself. And she's like a social media strategist and stuff like that, which is, you know, basically a creative. And But Candace came to us as this major entrepreneur. That Those were her words, not yeah. my well, words. I mean, it kills me when they're like, I'm a major entrepreneur. I have a very, you know, small, great little business great and then like the charity world stuff and the pageant world stuff it's like what yeah. like I don't think that's really it's so great you have too many jobs and those jobs are really hobbies like they're not careers mm. you don't have seven careers you <laughs> have like so six hobbies and a part-time job yeah <laughs> you know what is it jack of all trade master of none none exactly yeah that's, that's exactly <laughs> it's just so sad I mean I just wonder how her hair business is doing during these COVID times they're not yeah. marketed well on her website, I must say. And I, I'm sad about it because she really could have done something here, I, I think. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's hair and it's like a very saturated market. So Candace, maybe we should go ask Chris for a job. <laughs> She's the hostess at the front. But, but I, that's like even another whole storyline where Candace wants to like expand the online shop into like a brick and mortar hair store. And her mom... As much as I have to agree with, I don't like agreeing with Dorothy, but she was like, you do know that means you're going to have to wake up before 9 a.m. and like go to a store and like handle insurance and paying bills, owning a retail store. Like it's not just poof, you own a store and you're done. Candace is like, when you said that waking up comment, that was, that's what really threw me. I can't do it. It's like... <laughs> This is like the question. Wow, it looks like she's done it. <laughs> wow, really? <laughs> yeah, it looks like she did it in Atlanta. What? Well, that's where the mom lives. <laughs> Dorothy's probably yeah, at the front desk. <laughs> you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of uh, Cynthia, who opens all these businesses in Georgia, yeah. and then like it just gets handed off to Mal, the sister. It's right. Like, okay, Mal, go ahead, run it. And that's why Cynthia has no more businesses in Atlanta. 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. And this is a question that I really want to ask of like Dee and Dorothy. It's like, what do you really want daughters? Because mm. you seem to want them to be independent and do their own thing, but then it's like any attempt that they make to do that, you shit on them. So what do you really want? Do you want the power mm. or do you want them to be successful on their own? And that's like kind of what we were talking about with Dee and Deandra, where it's the exact same thing. I mean, we don't know where Dorothy came from, but who knows if she grew up with a lot of money or a silver spoon. So it's like, you work so hard, you build this life, you give your kid all these things. And then you're like, wait, I don't understand why my kid is so goddamn lazy and just keeps asking right. for money for new businesses. It's like, well, because your kid never had to like, you know, write a business plan and get a loan or save $100,000 to start their own company and they've been working a corporate job or going to school on the side or having part-time jobs. If you're given everything, you don't really know how to work for anything. And I'm not saying that's the case with everybody, but like even like the Manzo boys, like those boys are, it's so sad. Like two boys, two mama's boys who are given everything, which I'm like, Carol, let's write this down for next month. Um, <laughs> Caroline Manzo and her three kids. But they like the same exact thing, the same with the daughter given jobs, given businesses, given opportunities, time and t- every two years, Albie Manzo was like, I started a flower company. I'm like, what? Like, we don't need this. No one needs this. But it's like, they don't have to fear the failure because they're like, oh, don't worry. In three more years, I'll just get another check cut for me. So I don't really have to put that much into this. I can kind of just like show up and phone it in until it inevitably dies. Yeah, you can always fall back on the brownstone. Yeah, Oh, God, the brownstone. It just (laughs) feels so strange because it's like you resent, it seems like Dorothy resents her daughter for needing her so much, but anytime Candace makes a stride, and she's not my favorite person, but I really can feel sometimes her trying. I mean, the girl got married. She's on a show, so she is getting a, a, a salary. She got a job, essentially. This is her job. And it just seems like Dorothy really resents the fact that she's done that. And I have a really weird, like, vibe, especially same with, you know, D on on Dallas. It feels weird when you're not just proud that your daughter has done something for herself. Like, I can't even imagine. I told my mom I got an A in her class. Like, I'm getting my master's right now. I thought I got another A. She wants to go and tell people in this COVID pandemic time. She wants to tell the world. She wants to put it on a billboard. I'm like, it's one class. To her, it's everything. It's now her daughter's going to be a teacher. She's going to be a principal. She's going to be the, the queen of the entire department of education. And I'm like, it's one class, but thanks for the support. Um, and so it feels like Dorothy just gets so upset that Candace is going to be able to do anything without her. But then she complains that she needs her to do everything. But it's very clearly an insecurity that Dorothy has that her daughter's not going to need her anymore, but she's never allowed her to transition the relationship outside of that, like outside of a codependent one to a symbiotic one. Exactly. And it's sad. It's sad that like, how do, how do we all see this and she doesn't? She's got to see it. I mean, I, I don't know about Candace, but Dorothy has definitely knows what's going on. I think Candace is a tra- is, she's a tragic case like she's hard to watch sometimes and I think it's really because of this she has no idea how much damage her mother is doing to her own humanity like who she is as an individual season four was sad like it was hard to watch in a lot of ways and I hear season five doesn't get much better but we can talk about that out yeah I mean, I feel like we'll probably have Candace's first scene shopping for a house with, like, her and Chris, and then you just see, like, uh, Dorothy, like, a, in the other room, like, behind them, and she just comes in, and it's like, you know, you're not gonna be able to shake that mom. Mm. No. I, um, mm. yeah, you played into a, an interesting thing, Moni, is, like, how she relates to other people, especially with Chris. She... There was one scene that really rocked my boat and I forgot about it until I watched it a little while ago. And they had gone to an event with some of the other housewives. And it's teased like Candace lets us know that Chris said something that was absolutely unforgivable. And so as he's a white man or she's a black woman, you obviously think that it's a race (laughs) thing that he said. And then we find out they have this like... (laughs) relaying of the fight in the bathroom and we find out that he called her a princess because she made him hold his purse her purse (laughs) 
And he was on like an important phone call and he was like, can you please just hold your purse? She flipped out and he called her a spoiled princess. She thinks that that is so beyond the scope of like what a partner should be saying to their fiance. She says like, is this caused me to not trust you? This like completely shook the foundation of her trust in him and then he goes but do you remember what you said to me and she's like no and then he looks at his phone and says because i guess she texted it to him that he is a coward and a shitty clone of his deadbeat father <laughs> and, then, and he goes you know, I, you know how uh, i feel about you saying things like that and she goes yeah well that's why uh, i said it wow Wow. Mm, that really just hurt my heart. Like, that was bad. Also, that coming from, so like, bad. a woman who, like, also had a similar situation where, like, her dad left the family to, like, start a new life with another family, in addition to, like, being a deadbeat dad for, like, another kid, you know that pain. So to, like, say that to your loved one, who, again, even said, like, it's not the first time you said that. She's just like, yeah, I know that irks you. That's why I said it how childish to do that to someone you love and over absolutely nothing it wasn't also your he it, chris is a father so to call him a deadbeat is like that is actually unforgivable oh, like whatever God, she's going through not to mention like i get exactly why this is a trigger for candace i understand when people call me spoiled as hard as i work at anything i'm like you literally want to get slapped in the face however i did not market myself to a to a casting company to a network as a princess as a spoiled princess literally you came on as a pageant queen that was the whole gig the job was the crown you were like hello i wear a crown and my mom pays all my bills can you hire me and they did you know the role you were going to be on it's like what michael, it's like what michael Rappaport always says about Kenya like you know you were casted as a villain and for Kenya the thing she's not casted as a villain is ridiculous you know what you were here for Candace you marketed yourself as this however your husband is doing this for you do not call him a deadbeat father or a semblance of his deadbeat dad when he has kids that he is struggling to connect with like yeah. no that is unforgivable like right there is right. unforgivable Right. Like for you to go so low in response to being called spoiled, <laughs> like that spoiled. is like, beyond. It's if beyond. I'm 30 and someone's still calling me spoiled, I did something right. <laughs> exactly. Not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it is like truly one of the most crazy thing, like retaliations that I've ever seen on television. The way she reacts to any sort of criticism is truly unwell. And the only person that she like kind of kowtows to is her mom, but like there's still like a very base level of like nastiness within the relationship. It's like the age old trope that, you know, these housewives, they all need help. It's just that do we really want them to get it? And how much of it do we want them to get? Because yeah. You know, you really can't be that therapized to be on Housewives. Like, if that was the case, if we really sent everyone in New York to rehab, they all need it, we would have no show. And that is, like, the whole point here. Because I'm really, as much as I think Candace needs help that is not her mother, and it's interesting to me that Dorothy has never really pushed for Candace to get therapy, though she's a therapist. So you would think that it's important to her that her kids are also in therapy. And maybe she did, but Candace has made no mention of it. And I would also venture to say if someone's in therapy, don't think Candace is getting therapy. Um, it's interesting that that's never been a thing for her. But then it's like, if she got it, what would we have? Because we wouldn't have very much because a lot of her problems seem to be very focused. They're very centered and connected to one thing. She's, she's not easily triggered, but when she's triggered, it's like an unreasonable, irrational response. It's never something that's warranted. And like, what was that barbecue fight about? Like when she's yelling at Monique as a pregnant woman to drag her, it's like, girl, calm down. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, relax. Like, none of this is important. And to get a woman who is a mother of multiple children, who is rich and accomplished and has a great husband, to come to a place to where she's allegedly throwing glasses at you, glass at you, 
you really have an issue. Like you really need to look inside yourself and figure out what makes that tongue bite so hard. Like what, what is the issue here? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Completely. Completely. Yeah, and like, to see her... like a lot of the reasons why she gets in fights with the other housewives is because they bring up the fact that she is so spoiled with regard to her mom like we first see her get into probably like her first big fight was when Sharice asked if her mom paid for her engagement ring (laughs) (laughs) and she loses it that was a big move like come on like Charisse, really I miss Charisse after forget it after rewatching I was like why did Charisse get the boot like she was she crazy. didn't she left oh she left she left allegedly her ex-husband Eddie Jordan mm-hmm. was like I will give you the money that you requested if you leave the show oh yeah I forgot about that whole ex-husband and she now. was like say no more <laughs> I could still be a friend of potentially making a little bit of money and get your money exactly i mean she got her full house she got that champagne room her kids got to stay in school their schools and i know how much those kids school costs it is laughable like you cannot digest the number so she got everything that she wanted at the same time and like her life didn't need to change she just left the house and she all she had to do was just not be on full time because she was talking about him and he didn't like it she played it right sharice is a genius Good for her. I just got to keep the hoverboard, so that's huge. <laughs> and the champagne room, you know? Just Hello. keep the champagne room fully stocked, and I'm not going to say a thing. Which leads me to wonder, maybe she knows something we don't know. Maybe Dorothy did help Chris with the down payment on the ring. You know what? Stranger things have happened. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, she probably did or Candace was like I actually bought the ring and you could just hand it to me in six months right at a surprise location that was that's what they said Vicky did too on OC oh. so it's stranger things have happened <laughs> truly 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 uh there was the other fight that I think was one of the best fights of housewife history between Ashley and Candace when they bring all the girls over to Candace's house so they can try out Chris's like new cookbook oh. recipes. It just never just looked good. Sense. The food. I just got a sense of peace as you started to talk about this. <laughs> this was probably one of the greatest nights of my life. I remember it so vividly. I remember what I ate, what I drank. I remember going, "This is Emmy worthy. They need it. They need the Emmy." Oh God! To see a grown man straddle a grown woman to keep her from throwing a butter knife, at <laughs> and you barely contain her. <laughs> you can't write it. You can't write this. Oh my God! To see Ashley leave, and then was it Giselle that talked her into coming back, and then she loses it again. It's like it's like why did you go back in the house? You just what? got kicked out. Nothing good would goes, nothing good happens when you go to the second location, whether it's the first location again or to another right. location. It's all bad. It's like five-year-olds. Don't turn back around and go back into the fight, to be fair. And that I almost, was, I really was on Candace's side. I was like, I just threw you out. Why are you in my house? Like, go away. And she goes, well, we're in your mother's house. And I'm like, ooh. You know that's gonna get her going. That's really gonna get her. Look, it's true, but it's gonna get her. It's like true. 
And I think the reason that she is so triggered by this is because the idea that her mom is a part owner in her home, which means Candace does not fully own her home because her mom is an owner in her home, means it is her mother's house. And the funny thing is that same idea and that same dynamic apparently doesn't upset her when they say it to Chris. They call Chris's restaurant his restaurant and it's just simply not. Right. <laughs> he is a part, like a part, like a small part owner. He's basically a GM, at which they gave him some stuff in it, and they call it an ownership. But that man can't choose what barbecue sauces are on the table. <laughs> well, it's like Tom and Tom and Vanderpump Rules. They're like we're right. part They're owners. Part it's like okay, girl. They just needed some liquid cash at a moment. And they were like, "We'll give you a small percentage if you give us hard cash right now, right, and someone to do the labor for basically free." So you, we, I love which that. I've, I've literally used that like in business meetings and in my head I'm like none of these fools know that I got this from Vanderbilt rules am I the fool actually yeah no you're the genius because sweat <laughs> equity Tom and Tom were in there doing things they were full-on bartenders for zero dollars because they're quote-unquote owners you know the restaurant's not making a profit so <laughs> I'll truly be damned if you put my name on the on a restaurant and I have to pay too for the ownership. Like, let what? me tell you something. <laughs> Lisa conned the shit out of the people. Scam goddess. God yeah, bless her. For sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I would love to see that contract. It must be. It doesn't exist. In crayon. Like, Remember, they didn't get a term <laughs> sheet. She was so upset they asked for it, and that's what I'm saying. It's like. Where is the proof that Chris owns this restaurant other than coming out of Candace's mouth? This well, is the same thing. Where's the term sheet? Ashley, I think, mentions it in a, I think one of the reunions where she says, like, you know, they had their little kangaroo meat restaurant. And she said that their head chef had, like, a part ownership in it. But they don't really call him an owner because it's such a minority percentage that it really doesn't do anything for him, but he can technically call himself a co-owner. It's, yeah, you know, it's all right. like a fluff situation. I, I know a girl. It's like a managing partner. Like one zero 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 percent owners of the Green Bay Packers, and this bitch on her Instagram has like part owner of the Green Bay Packers. I'm like, who nope, not a part. Sport is even that from? And no. <laughs> literally oh, it's like having a, like I had a friend whose mom in, in high school was like at the restaurant I worked for she was their account person because she was the top in it though she was a, considered a managing partner like they gave her some stock as part of her salary but she's not an owner she's not making decisions on the menu <laughs> in fact Chris's own bio says GM owner and beverage partner so it's a beverage director so it seems like that's his job is to be the GM and the beverage director. Not for nothing. Great this job. is all alleged. However, I went to the restaurant and I asked the questions. Oh, so I, I sure did ask those people, who do you work for? Who signed <laughs> the check? What name is at the bottom of the pay stub? And they said it is the same namesake as the door. Shocker, Myron Mixon. Oh, he must own his own restaurant. Okay. That's interesting. It's fascinating information. He's a private chef. Maybe we can like have him come and cook for us. That'd be so weird and meta. I'm like, we're all gonna go home and podcast about this later. <laughs> like, um, Let me tell you something. The mac and cheese was ass. So oh well, it's also it's- very overpriced. <laughs> like it was extremely expensive for barbecue. Probably like, the most I've ever spent on barbecue in my whole life. And I think I that was Candace's getaway. I don't remember even seeing it when they went to the barbecue where Karen's wig fell off, which actually, no, what were they playing? Bubble soccer, which is also like yeah, a hobby that Chris has. Which was, yeah, he had them cater it, but they had no napkins because that, no that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> and they did film there once um, like a couple of times, but I know like when, Karen, when Giselle and Candace had their conversation about how someone called Katie Amistad or whatever. Oh, yeah. That was filmed at Myron Mixon's as well. And I was like, look at you, trying to promote something. That you don't have no ownership to. So cute. So funny. Um, can we talk about the dysfunctional, how dysfunctional the actual wedding was in terms of Candace's half-brother? Jesus. That was really oh. good. That was so bad. I don't understand that at all. So it seems like before they got married and had Candace, he had a child with another woman. And then they chose to raise this kid. But 
I don't think Candace had this kid, this brother, half brother in her life. Doesn't look like Dorothy wanted him anywhere near the p- picture. And then the dad ended up leaving um, the family a couple years, months later. The timeline's kind of wishy-washy. But all these years later, Candace developed a relationship with her half-brother, unbeknownst to Dorothy. Uh Uh-oh. And so Candace drops the bomb on Dorothy like 48 hours before the wedding, being like, surprise, mom. Yeah, when I said 400 people are coming to this wedding, I literally meant I invited every person I've ever met. And oh, yeah, this guy who has half of my DNA is coming. And she basically was like, you're embarrassing me and the entire family by having him there. And she's like, I just don't care. That has nothing to do with you, mom. It was 40 years ago. (laughs) Truly. And like, first of all, Dorothy, he stepped out on you and had another kid. You made the choice to continue to be in a relationship with him and marry him on top of that. It's not like you guys were married and stayed married. married. You decided after he had this kid to get married to him. Did anyone catch what Candace said that he cheated on her? Yeah. can you it, it, it was in college like no oh, yeah he he cheated on her in college and it's like not to say that that doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt it's just you this brother is older than candace essentially you were the family he decided to have like the woman he married and the kid that he had with you candace and her sister that is the family that he chose to have so this idea that you're so hurt because he had this like little you know trist or affair in college and it resulted in a kid he just decided to do right by that kid but he still gave you enough and he's also half paying for this wedding so this idea that he like abandoned your whole family he has went to where it wants nothing to do with his children your daughter none of that it's like she's trying to assume a pain that isn't and a narrative that isn't hers he didn't cheat on you leave you and is no longer taking care of your kid in which i could understand maybe that it would hurt that you were inviting him and his, you know, illegitimate son or whatever. But he is doing semi-right by you. You seem to have never really struggled. He's paying for a portion of this wedding. So he's accessible in finance. He's accessible in communication. And she has a relationship with a man who is older than her that is a brother that is, it, this was 30 years ago. Like, why? You're also, you're now married. Dorothy's married, she said. Yeah. yeah. So why are we still mad? why are we still mad like and it's completely within candace's right to have a relationship with her half-brother like yes. she is entitled to have that in whatever way she... to her wedding right and it seemed like Can- dorothy was more mad at the son than she was at candace's father and that's really sick like it's not his fault <laughs> it's not, not the brother again the father chose you that, and I hate to say that, but it, 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 why would you be mad at the son? He didn't leave you to go and take care of this son. He essentially left this son to go and be with you. He right. chose the woman. He chose Dorothy and just decided to also just like not keep the son in the shadows. Like, why are you still mad about a grown man being born from an affair that he had when y'all were in college? You know how many girls are over here rolling their eyes in college? Like, you know... My boyfriend cheats on me every other week, but it's fine. Like, it works itself out. It's okay. Because there's also generally, like, the assumption that, like, you're not going to end up with this guy. Like, I think that maybe, I mean, maybe mm-hmm. back then it was a little bit different. You know, like, you date your college sweetheart and you are both doctors. You're going to be successful. You get married and move really quickly. Where now it's like, yeah, the guy I was dating in my sophomore year of college is my husband right now. I would be very upset. <laughs> I think very bad for me. <laughs> Right. Apparently, uh, she's an Air Force physician. I did not know that. Yeah, apparently they both were. See, this is where I have questions about what exactly is happening with her profession. I know that her dad is a like a like a full on medical doctor. Like, I've I've heard when I was living in Atlanta briefly, I've heard things about him. So he's 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 working, but that's also why he don't have time to film because he has a job. well even that like dorothy comes up to uh potomac every month to hang out with candace where it's like even (laughs) like this isn't like your daughter in her freshman year of college where like you miss her so much like pulling a kyle richards you show up like every weekend like she's a grown-ass woman she's starting a life with chris like the last thing she wants is like 
her mom coming over and to fight with her yeah exactly i was like it's not even like her mom comes over and they like have a good meal like there's just like complaining and even the mom has belittled her about her weight and her body and and talks down to her as if candace isn't like such a beautiful woman like regardless of if she was a hundred pounds heavier or whatever like she's beautiful in every way and her she's mom, a kid yeah so she's your kid just so love your kid also like you don't think she has like enough pressure of like being an ex-pageant girl being on television like you need your mom asking you like your waist size like that is Jesus. i think really cruel and I'll be damned if my mom weighs more than me and weight shames me. You're telling like, me. Ha- hello? <laughs> like, get girl. out of here, lady. You better get go ahead. <laughs> it's really something sad. And I mean, to watch Candace's wedding, to see how many times Candace, you know, was crying about this process, this is a process that is already stressful. I mean, planning a wedding, planning an event is already stressful enough. And to have your mother contribute to that stress, not even solely from like a planning perspective, but in like a critical of you perspective, as in like, it's not just, well, I don't think that's, you know, we should get there. Maybe you should try on more dresses. It was like, you don't look good in that one. I don't want you to invite this person. I'm inviting other people. You're making this a hard day for me. It's like this, the only thing I've ever really agreed with Candace is when she yells at her mom, like this wedding is mine. It is, you're already married. This girl is getting married for the first time to a person who seemingly really loves her and you can't even just let her enjoy this process. She's crying and upset every time you come around to help her plan a day that's supposed to be beautiful and magical. And it's not just because you're overbearing in decision making, you're physically shitting on her, like on her for being in this wedding. And it's like, when did this become the Candace and Dorothy produced event? Like, this is not the Dorothy Diller Productions, Candace <laughs> marries Chris. That's not what's happening here. This is not Tyler Perry. Like, you don't need to write any of this. All you need to do is write a check or tell Candace you need to come up with the money or maybe just pick a color, but you don't need to tell this girl that what she's doing for her wedding is upsetting you and your people they can just not come. I can simply neglect to put them on the invite list. Right. If they're going to be that embarrassed by me inviting my family to my wedding. It's, and to see like that wedding episode where every time anybody mentions, I think her brother's name is Michael. She like rolls her eyes and walks the other way. And it's just like, leave this boy alone like leave him alone this is not dorothy's wedding featuring candace and chris like (laughs) not to mention how many it it was what like a couple of hundred people there are they all running around going so which one is the illegitimate child is it that one like they're not girl they're not thinking about you they're not asking about this boy he's a grown man in fact if Candace goes, oh, yeah, that's my brother, then you're probably going to be like, oh, hi, nice to meet you, brother. Like, who cares? It's not a big deal. <laughs> someone say they have a sibling at a wedding is, like, really not unheard of. So no one's going to be like, oh, brother? A brother, you say? Where did he come from? Dorothy, did you know about him? Like, no one's doing that. Eat the cake. Calm down. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that was a good wedding, though, because then they all got really drunk and, like, Sherman bailed on Giselle last minute oh on going, and so she was just like Bless her heart. The shots, which was hard to watch. But then once they started drinking, it's like Ashley's off her ass. And wait, no, that's not the night where Michael said he wants to suck Juan's dick, right? Or was that? No, I think that I was mean, another not party. The night that we saw it on on Mike. I'm sure. It's no, the, yeah, it's no, yeah. But <laughs> that <laughs> night was um off Ashley's. <laughs> it was Ashley's party it was ashley's party for something for her uncle oh right 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 yes what does ashley call her uncle it's like uncle what is his name it's some crazy name like uncle curly or something it doesn't matter Um, (laughs) (laughs) no but that's what we do here at bravo holics we just think about the small details it's like what was that one shirt that girl was wearing in that third scene in season five the one with the, right. the rhinestones on the chest. Were they pink or white? Right. <laughs> well, oh my gosh. This kind of, I think, brings us to the end. Do we have any final words on Candace and Dorothy? Like, 
I mean, we need to get into like season five. We need to get into the purse lap heard around the world. Oh yeah, thank you. I'm so I'm, I'm so God sorry. Bless. Sorry. <laughs> it wiped off Candace's makeup, and she said, "If you look closely after four months, you would still see the makeup stain on her purse." And I'm like, <laughs> I just refuse to believe that. I don't know why, but I'm just like, I just don't think that if her mom had a nice bag that slapped her daughter in the face, she wouldn't wipe it off. I feel like she's going in and like putting the makeup on there. Right. <laughs> Plant that. <laughs> I just I wanna um read this clip from allaboutthetea.com, a reputable source. It says <laughs> they, Candace and Dorothy, had a nasty argument at a friend's party that escalated like it usually does. A rock solid source explained to all about the tea.com. Her mom was pissed at her for attacking a baby's looks on Twitter. <laughs> she felt that the behavior was classless and beneath Candace. Dorothy tried to get Candace to see the error of her ways, but there was no reasoning with her. They argued back and forth until Dorothy got so frustrated that she popped Candace really hard in her forehead with her purse. Mm. Wow. Over a baby's looks on an <laughs> Instagram post? Like, what? I also like don't think Candace would like baby shame. Candace gets real messy on Twitter, but I don't know why. And Instagram, apparently. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) I just, crazy. And didn't her mom say, didn't Dorothy say that like Candace walked into the purse? Yes. Yes. But Andy wanted them to reenact it. And she said it hurt. (laughs) <laughs> Andy's so ridiculous bringing out Dorothy I mean at a certain point she's in so many of the scenes and she's like probably the same age range as Karen like they're, they yeah. could be years yeah I think there's like maybe like maybe like five no more than ten years between the two I, know, I think Dorothy is uh, 60-ish and Karen is like 55 yeah I'm seeing on a good day yeah yeah. And um, not on a good day. <laughs> I, crazy. I, I, thank you. I, I'm really feeling great about talking about all of this. What a disaster. But yeah, you were saying, what are our predictions for Candace? And- yeah, what season five got in store for Candace, Chris, and Dorothy? Hopefully group therapy. <laughs> Hopefully not led by Dorothy. No, um, no. We need, we need uh, what's his name, um, from Roni, Dr. Amador, Bethany. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that really worked either. So we... I don't know what we need, but it's it's an actual doctor, not on television. <laughs> that would right. <laughs> yes, please. Um, well, we found out in the season reunion, season four reunion, that Candace officially like bought Dorothy out of the house, so they decided to pay fully for the home. Now that she's getting her Bravo coin, well, she can afford it. So I think it's going to add like a different dynamic to their relationship. But as we found out, like one of the big storylines for season five is that she gets into this huge knockdown drag out fight with with uh, Monique. So it seems like even if she might be financially free from Dorothy, she's still popping off. So, and I think it might be because of Dorothy. And mm-hmm. pay those legal bills. So she's like, mom, really? Not to <laughs> mention the restaurant. Remember, it's COVID. So the restaurant's not mm. open. So, yeah, um, might be needing, you know, mom's coins anyway, because GM dollars aren't coming in. True. Yeah, and even Bravo dollars. Like, I know the way that they pay housewives, it's like while they're filming and then editing time, they don't get any money. And then when it starts up again, they get paid again. So, you know, this got pushed back months. So all of those women are probably like, um, hey, like, can we get a little bit of an advance? Like, we need money. We need to live our lives. And I mean, everyone's probably struggling. Like, I mean, Juan and and Robin have struggled for a while, but he's like a basketball coach. And, you know, house flipping has stopped. Like, I mean, the whole entire world has stopped. So everybody's been financially struggling right now. But that makes me really concerned for the house out of Orange County because they just paused production again. I mean, for like the third time in 2020. (laughs) 
Like, okay, let's just take this as a, a sign. Third time's a charm. Let's cut. I honestly think we need to let it go. And from what I've heard about this upcoming season, which we can talk later about, they need to let it go. They absolutely need to just let the franchise go. And then they can give Potomac all their dollars and we can be okay with Candace. Because um, for my own prediction, I think this season, Candace is um, – I'm prepared to be – on Monique's side, I'm afraid that's going to flip. I'm very scared that that's going to happen because I'm never really fully in agreement with Candace unless she's dealing with her mother. Then I'm somehow on that both side immediately because Dorothy is very easy to disagree with. Nothing that she does is healthy in her life and her daughter's life. Um, and I like Chris. I think he's a great balancing act, but his wife is disturbed and I think that we're gonna see <laughs> something go down between I mean there's a clear divide between the group but it's Monique Ashley and Karen and those three women Monique aside Ashley and Karen are also a little disturbed so I'm just For nervous sure. that I'm going to be on Candace's side and I don't really want to be but we do know in real time both of their charges have been dropped so you know, whatever happens, it's not just going to be up to the court of Bravo and public opinion. Yeah, I'm really confused about that because from what I read, Candace was the one who was trying to press charges against Monique, but then after footage was viewed, they dropped the charges, but then Candace wanted to go and charge, do like a civil case against Monique. But it seems like Monique is kind of on the outskirts with the other women from what I can tell. And like, She's, it almost seems like people are kind of siding with Candace. So I'm just confused. Yeah, like, pretty much everyone sided with Candace immediately, except yeah. for Ashley. Because when I went to Monique's filming event, this was like three weeks after their big brawl, and it was being filmed. And Monique mentioned that she invited all the women there because she really wanted to try to make amends. And none of them came. They would not even return her calls. Um, so only Ashley came. And since then, Karen started filming and doing stuff with her again. But that seems to be it. Everybody else is just like, yeah, Monique ain't it. No, there's like fully team Candace, which is interesting because they weren't that before. So, well, is it interesting because Giselle loves to be on the wrong side of history oh, and then no, Robin yeah, just follows right behind her. So, no, yeah, that's, so sure. that's two right there, you know? Never mind. You're right. <laughs> These ladies flip flop. They flip flop a lot. Like, all the time. Now that I've been rewatching, I'm like, wait, every two seconds, wait, Robin is fighting with who? And, and wait, are you friends? And Giselle hates everyone until she's like, wait. Could yeah. I find someone who hates you more and make them look worse than me? This could be perfect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm really looking. excited. Let me get the exact date. I think it's August 2nd is coming back. Yes, yes I cannot back. wait. I cannot wait. Everybody, tune into season five. Kara, where can people find you? Mani, same question. Let's get our tags out here. Um, where can you find me? You can listen to my podcast called Everyone's Business But Mine. In addition to Bravo recaps and drama, I do 90 Day Fiance, Love After Lockup, Married at First Sight, all the mess, all the like terrible underbelly of, of reality TV shows. So it's not just a Bravo situation, although I'm highly celebratory of the Bravo canon. Um, you can find that anywhere you listen to podcasts, and you can follow me on Instagram, also at everyone's business but mine. I have a Patreon that I'm talking about Bethany getting married, and now I'm moving into Bethany Ever After. So you can find that Patreon at patreon.com slash ebbm podcast. Amazing. And yeah, you can find me um, after you find Kara, because that is a much more fun podcast to listen to most days. Um, <laughs> I hate the sound of my own voice, so I just never <laughs> listen to me. But you can find me anywhere you podcast as well um, by typing in Mixing with Moni. And also on Instagram and Twitter at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G. W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. -I. I did just release an episode with Steven from Faces by Bravo. And that was, you know, way too long and doing too much and way too much energy and shadiness that will probably get me in trouble one day as usual, just like what happened here. So if you didn't hate me by listening to this, then come and mix with me over there. 
Amazing. We will pick this back up next month. There's a lot of mommy issues in the mix. Yeah. I mean, I think we have to make a list and just go month by month. It's like the calendar. We should actually make a calendar now, too. We yeah, should. Once y'all get to Bronwyn and Dr. Deb, oh, Jesus, you think... Oh, we need like think, two. Uh, we need two seasons, three seasons. Like, but that is primo because that mom. That's is another therapist or a doctor or whatever. Oh. It's unhealthy. <laughs> we need to start rethinking who we're giving degrees to, people. But that's for a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening, and you both will be back on very soon. I have a strange feeling. <laughs> yes, all of us together. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.